morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son revealed in signs and miracles the wonder of your saving presence, renew your people with your heavenly grace, and in all our weakness sustain us by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our reading for the third Sunday after Epiphany is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 to 10. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Today we round out our mini-series, focusing on Christian discipleship and the gifts God has given to enable us to live out our lives as lifelong followers and lifelong learners of our Lord Jesus. Now we have observed Paul's writings to both pastors, Timothy specifically, and to congregations, the church in Thessalonica specifically. And in reality, this word is meant for us, me as your pastor, and you as the priesthood of believers here at Redeemer, as we look to be obedient to Christ's call to his church. Make disciples by baptizing and teaching. Disciples are made not only through baptism, but through the ongoing teaching, preaching, and care of the church. We then are called, invited, to treasure God's word in our hearts and to trust fully in Jesus, even as we look to fulfill his call to us. We also will know that God's gifts, or that God gives gifts that are different for different people. Sometimes there are similar or same gifts. Sometimes churches even are gifted similarly. And so God's call to you and me as individuals is largely the same. 
be a disciple. Make a disciple. And churches too. Foster and care for disciples and make new ones. Consequently, the gifts that God has given to individuals and to congregations have been given that the body of Christ would be built up. And so we seek an active faith in which we are the hands, the feet, the heart of Jesus, that the body of Christ would be built up, that we would be help in the body of Christ. We have heard the word remind us. In, the, in fact, in the first week of this series, do not neglect the gift you've been given. Last week we heard, do not quench the spirit. And today, this is further underscored and highlighted as Paul exhorts, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Again, Paul is talking about a special gift of God's grace that enables the recipient, you and me, to carry out a particular role or task in the congregation. Now, because this is week three in our series, maybe you are feeling that this has already become old hat. Yeah, yeah, okay, pastor, move along. Nothing to see here. And so I am reminded of a story. Every Sunday, the ducks in a certain town waddle out of their houses down Main Street to their church. They waddle into the sanctuary and squat in their proper pews. The duck choir waddles in and takes its place. And then the duck pastor comes forward and opens the duck Bible. He reads to them, Ducks, God has given you wings. With wings, you can fly. With wings, you can mount up and soar like eagles. No walls can confine you. No fences can hold you. You have wings. God has given you wings, and you can fly like birds. And all the ducks shout, Amen! And then they all waddle home. Why? Why do we waddle home? Okay, maybe to a restaurant first, but why do we waddle home? Is it merely thoughtless disobedience? Is it sloth or apathy or a defiant indolence? Is it spiritual lethargy? Surely it can't be some sort of fear. I mean, Paul has just reminded us that God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Beloved, this is no small thing. God is not calling us into his mission without giving us what we need to fulfill his call. As the saying goes, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So Paul continues, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. 
in your baptism, beloved. God has put his seal on you and has prepared you to be hope in the body of Christ. That is to share the message of the gospel with each other and those outside of the body of Christ. In the psalm assigned for today, the psalmist reminds us of what we can pray as we share the message. And in fact, I would like to do this as a prayer now. So let's bow our heads and pray. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. I will also speak of your testimonies and shall not be put to shame. Amen. Note that Paul and the psalmist reminds us that the testimony we give is about Jesus. It's not even about us. It's the good news that the Father sent the Son, that those who are broken, those who are disobedient, those who haven't a clue, those who are addicted, those who are defiant and hoist their flag of pride, those who wonder just who they are and why they are here, would be along with us, gathered as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings by Jesus himself, who we heard in our gospel reading, calling out to sinners, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this is what the church is called to proclaim today. This is what we are called to do today. There was a Sunday school teacher who told me about a session in which she had been talking about the gospel with her class. She had told the children, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you'll have everlasting life. You'll go to heaven. A little girl in the class thought about that for a while and finally said to her teacher, you know, I do believe that, but teacher, if that's so, why don't I just die right now and go right to heaven? Why am I here? Why are we here? Beloved, we are here so that the water of life might well up in our lives and overflow and splash across us into the lives of others. This is about the building of relationships with each other and with those in our community that we would be home in the body of Christ. St. Paul reminds us that our holy calling comes not from our machinations or maneuverings, but because of his own purpose and grace, which God gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This tells us, beloved, that this holy calling applies to all who live by faith. Our daily work as disciples of Jesus is indeed a holy calling and a priestly work because of God's gift of faith. And so despite our qualms, our hesitations, our inconstancies, and our fickleness over embracing and enacting our call to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ, we can be heartened by God's promise in our Old Testament lesson, spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. 
My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. Fear not the reproach of man, for the moth will eat them up like a garment. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation to all generations. Neither the creation nor the enemies of God's people and his gospel are eternal. This world is transitory, and we, beloved, serve a king that is not feeble, but is faithful, and a kingdom that is not fleeting, but is everlasting. The salvation and righteousness of our Lord will never fail. Amen. Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.